Hi, I'm Sissy. This is Vanessa, and welcome, welcome to, to the Rich Palette. Palette. <laughs> 开始啦 ，Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine too. I guess I've been staying at home for almost a week. Didn't go out much this week because it has been raining so much. Yeah, it's much cooler when it's raining, and、That's、it's calming when I'm working and it's raining outside, or when I'm reading a book. Yeah, <laughs> pretty calming. But it's May. It's the first day of May. Oh yeah, today is the Labor's Day. Labor Day weekend. Um, I see that in China, people are out and about. They're traveling already. Beijing, they lifted all the restrictions, and people don't even need to be quarantined for fourteen days anymore when they go to Beijing. Yeah, if you travel domestically, I think the only thing required is still the mask. But besides the mask, you're pretty much free to go to the mall and go to restaurants. Yeah, Singapore. On the other hand, I think we are tightening all the rules. So today, I went to the grocery supermarket to do some shopping, and apparently, starting from today, everyone who enter any mall, any supermarket, you have to register, and you have to basically check in and then check out, so that the country can trace any I don't know, like the virus. I guess you need your. ID, right? Your photo ID that they can put down. They didn't even check my ID, but、uh, when you check in using your phone, so they have a QR code when you、oh, scan. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, you have to. Now they have the green, green code, like your health code, pretty much when it's green. If it's green, like you have to show it everywhere. I wonder where it's built. Is, is it built on AliPay or something? But. But my mom was saying,、um, yeah, she she needs to show that code everywhere she goes. They record it so they can trace you back. But、um, because she was going to a supermarket with my grandma, and my grandma didn't have one,、um, but it was okay because I think only two people need at least one as long as you live together. So they just assume that if you are healthy, your family is healthy. But yeah,、um, China's pretty much opened up after what is it, three months? It's crazy. So how many months now for us in Singapore? I lost count. No, I like. I mean, they say it's July first. I mean June first.、Um, but I heard in Hong Kong、uh, they were supposed to be opening up to、uh, mainland. Like they were supposed to be able to go to mainland on May eighth, but then they pushed off to wherever. To June seventh, I think, yeah. But that's for traveling. But yeah, Hong Kong as well. You can、um, go to restaurants and go hiking. Yeah, I miss hiking Hong Kong. Oh my god, there's a lot of things I miss. I think、uh, this week I'm much calmer. I think two weeks ago I was still a little bit like hyper mode. Like I did a lot of activities, and I think these two weeks I kind of just like um. Much calmer. It's kind of like I surrender. I give up. Yeah, I'm doing good in terms of routine. Like I have a very strict routine every day,、um, with work and reading and personal life, calling people, and also fitness. So I'm actually I can 
I can see my body change. Like I am gaining muscles and like, yeah, my, my diet has been go doing well. So that's one thing that I'm really happy about. Yeah, you were doing a lot of, uh, you were using Keep, right? Yeah, what Keep. Are you yeah. Um, I had a one-hour chat with my cousin who lives in D.C. She got into Ph.D. in Georgetown for this fall. Mm -hmm. She's currently working with the IMF mm -hmm. in D.C., right? So she's in that political slash... Um, Economic, yeah. Circle, exactly. Um, so she was really happy to go into PhD this fall. Now that she needs to go back to because she's on a work visa, so she needs to change it to student. So she would need to leave the U.S. and then apply for the visa and come back. But the U.S. embassies in China are not even open yet. So she's actually taking a risk of not being able to get the visa, and it's just. A, such a crazy situation i mean i think i'm pretty sure in the end she'll be fine but uh, of course like our friends who got into b school this year i think everyone faced the same issue um yeah. i mean on a different level but schools might still start in uh online right so that's crazy i can't imagine people paying so much for their mba programs but just get <laughs> online <Yeah>. education <laughs> We could also find online classes. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. What else so, have you been up to? How's work? Work has been quite busy. I think because now people start to kind of accept the new norm. And uh, yeah, the lifestyle and the work style has been adjusted. So now I think work is back to like the busy mode again. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, it's, I'm quite happy that work keeps me busy. So today was the first time I'm like, oh, yeah, this week, this is a long weekend. I don't have to do anything. So in the morning, I went up to my rooftop. And, you know, I have like a small rooftop. And I had my breakfast there. Just for the first time in the week, I feel, oh, finally, I can relax a little bit. And the funny thing is I have some neighbors in the neighbor buildings. And... When I was like having breakfast, I heard someone yelling or like just shouting "Good morning," and I was like looking around trying to find a person. <laughs> and then yeah, then I saw this this dude, this guy, I think in the neighbor building, and he's there doing his workout. And yeah, we waved at each other, first time greeting at each other since I moved here. It's quite interesting. People are now more friends. That's good. <laughs> I think today let's talk about how did we end up in Singapore. Now is the time everyone stays here and I've been doing a lot of like reflections and there are so many news going on. The other day I was talking to another friend who wanted to become a citizen in Singapore, but he said recently the whole crisis made him having like a second thought because he feels Singapore essentially quite a fragile country. Um, mm. Whenever a crisis happens, it's inevitable for Singapore to get like a major hurt or a major hit. So yeah, so it's, I was actually mm -hmm. thinking the same, like which made me like uh, trying to remember why did I move here first? What was the story behind? What were the trigger points? That's so, so true. Yeah. We're so caught up with 
um, whatever's going on daily. And then suddenly, you know, me personally, I've been here for four years. (laughs) It's so crazy that I even didn't even think I would have been here this long. And then we kind of forget um, what was what made us make the decision or I mean, it's, it's kind of a dilemma in life that whether you should just go with the flow or you should if you plan too much, yeah. there are so many uncertain factors. But then it's good to look back on our um, initial initial dream or that's true. So did you plan to come to Singapore? No, I I actually never pictured myself moving here, let alone living here for so long and even thinking about settling down here. No, never, never did I think about that. Even when I moved here, I told myself and I told everyone that um, it was going to be maximum two years because I came to build a startup, right? Singapore-based startup, but we were going to use Singapore as a demonstration market. So once the business model gets proved in Singapore, we thought it would be good to convince other markets. And that's when I would either move back to Shanghai or Hong Kong or sense. But no, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still here. Interesting. So how did you, so how was the idea of building a startup in Singapore first came Um, to your mind? I mean, I knew I always wanted to, because you know this, that I've been in tech for forever. I think once you're in tech, it's very easy for you to think, oh, I, you know, I have this and that idea and I want to build something on my own. And, you know, actually staying home makes me realize I feel like my spirit is really meant for working for myself. So yeah, I always wanted to do something on my own or for myself. And whether it fails or it succeeds, it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest. Um, I thought the experience was going to be valuable no matter what. So I just took the chance. I moved here. Actually, for the first six months that I moved to Singapore, most of my friends in Beijing didn't even know. They had no idea. I told a very handful of people um, because, you know, you have a lot of friends, but you don't really hang out with them on a, you know, not even on a weekly basis. Maybe you just hang out here and there when there's event. So um, I didn't want to tell them because I thought I could move back anytime. So um, Mm. when they would ask me to come out, I would just say, hey, I'm not in Beijing or hey, I'm, you know, like overseas, but I didn't really tell them that I actually moved away for good um, until mm-hmm. six months later because I was just that unsure. Yeah, but I think Singapore, at least for me, is a place that you really get used to um, as days go by. There are certain things like it's too small or it's not enough events or happenings, but for daily life, I haven't found another place that that's as simple and as enjoyable as Singapore. Completely. I think comparing to Beijing and Singapore, um, what do you think are the biggest differences? Like, do you miss Beijing at all? Do you regret your decision back then? Um, of course, I miss Beijing. And there are so many differences. Whenever I visit Beijing, it's just a completely different kind of people or mindset. 
Um, I think people in Beijing are more intense. They're very hungry, hungry with everything, right? They are、um, really, really, really career driven. Everyone has very big dreams. If you sit in in any cafe or like a hotel bar, you can hear like everyone surrounding you is talking about something business related. Everyone is trying to build something or achieve the next big idea or make a lot of money, investment,、uh, real estate. Talking about the world. Talking about. So when I'm in Beijing, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., I meet like at least six to eight people. So it, it's always so intense, but I really love it to just visit and experience that. That, but I don't think I can do that as a norm, as a daily norm anymore after living in Singapore. Yeah, I think that's also one day I was discussing with another friend. And what we feel is Beijing is so competitive because、yes. there are so many people, but the resources are limited. So there is always a sense of scarcity. Then the people you have to fight for it, and you have to stay hungry, stay like competitive.、Um, while comparing to Europe, there are some countries in Southeast Asia where they have so fluid, like、uh, the natural resources are. Uh, quite ample, and you don't really have to work so hard to get、uh, like a decent life.、Mm. So yeah, so that can be one of the reasons, I guess. How about you, Cici? When did you move to Singapore? So I was in Hong Kong before Singapore, and、uh, so I moved to Singapore about five years ago, one year before you. People always ask me, comparing to Hong Kong, do I prefer Singapore or Hong、mm. Kong?、Um, Like I always feel, it's hard for me to make the decision because both cities are very charming and they are different style. And、um, for me, I guess because now most of my friends are in Singapore. I still have some friends in Hong Kong, but most of my close friends now are in Singapore. So I guess I feel like、um, Singapore is more like home.、Mm-hmm. Um, but always. Yeah, nice to visit Hong Kong from time to time. Yeah, so- yeah, I always have this belief that home is where your friends are or your families yeah, are. Yeah, I agree. To me, it's always the first priority is about the people, and then and then it comes, you know, the weather, the lifestyle, and everything. So, so compared to Hong Kong, so for me, the the, the biggest difference between Beijing and Singapore is the people. Um, so, having lived in Hong Kong, what do you think is the major difference? I think like, Singapore is more diverse. There are more different people from different backgrounds, and we have different、uh, friends from all over the world. So, Hong Kong is more still quite Chinese centric. So, I think that's that's definitely one of the biggest differences.、Mm. How about working culture? Did you experience different? Yeah, I mean, it was different company though. The company you worked for in Hong Kong. That's true. So I used to work for a more like a traditional、uh, FMCG company, and all my employee, like all my colleagues, they are local or they are Chinese background. Most of them,、um, but in Singapore, it's the total opposite.、Uh, all of my colleagues, friends, they're. <laughs> 
basically from everywhere. Yeah. Not so many people are actually from Singapore or not many chi- are Chinese. So it's, it's like total opposite of this two environment. So I would say I enjoy Singapore more because from different background people, you learn, definitely you learn more things in Singapore. And also Hong Kong is quite fast paced. I used to remember, I remember I used to OT a lot almost every day. But in Singapore, people, they have this uh, balance of life. And um, yeah, and also people just enjoy their life more than just putting everything into the work. Mm, in Singapore, right? In, in mm. 2015, I went to Hong Kong like 15 times a year. That's more than wow. once a month. Um, travel between Beijing and Hong Kong. I agree with you that, that the working culture in Hong Kong is still quite... Um, dependent on mainland business. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're in finance or tech. Yeah, so do you see yourself settling down here? I think it's still quite early to say that. I mean, for me, I feel our generation, we are the mobile generation. We're constantly on the move mm-hmm. and we're so adaptable that wherever we go, I think all of us can pretty much survive or succeed. Mm. It's it's just really, I don't know, like, what about you? Mm. Yeah, it's hard to say right now, um, but I can I can see myself. There's a potential, there's a big potential of me settling down here because it's a good amount of time to travel home you can actually just, you know, I actually really like the red eye flight from Singapore to Beijing. It's six hours and it leaves at midnight. So you sleep for one night and and then you're home. Mm. So you can't do that uh, living in a Western country. And um, at the same time, I think, yeah, it's, but I guess never say never. Um, but I'm happy with my work and I'm, I'm happy with my friends and um, yeah, but there's a huge part part of me that miss home a lot. So the question is, I always think about when you make a decision of whether to move or to stay, mm-hmm. what are the considerations? Like, what do you consider? Is it more, should you, for example, list down all the pros and cons and then make a rational decision? Or do we, are you more of the type that based on your gut feel and just, you know, whether you like the city or not? So what? how do you make the decision? So for me, um, throughout my life, I'm the type of person that trusts my gut feeling a lot. Um, and I think uh-huh. so far, I've not regretted anything. Um, I think my gut feeling hasn't let me down. Um, I've always considered uh-huh. myself a lucky person, um, whether it's, um, you know, just all the opportunities and the people I've met. Um, I, I've been extremely grateful. Um, so yeah, I would say I consume a lot of information, you know, we try to read and talk to people. So in our mind, we already have like an informal, and we are constantly you know, weighing out um, bad, the right and the wrong. But then when it comes to the moment of 
us making a decision. I think you prepared for that. At least that's my philosophy that you are your your journal is already prepared for whatever decision you need to make. So at that point mm -hmm. of when you need to make the decision, you just make it do, uh, based on your gut feeling, As, especially when your gut is telling you really strongly to do it or not to do it. Completely agree. I think yeah, for me as well. I was wondering if it's uh, just uh, like a, like a sixth sense. They always Maybe. say girls has like more accurate <laughs> sixth sense. We definitely trust our feelings more, huh? I give you a very extreme like a mm. scenario. Your I don't know like your Mister Right now in Singapore and stay in Singapore, settle down in Singapore. But at the same time, there's a amazing like a really hard to say no job opportunity offered to you let's say in Beijing um how would you choose uh, so part of the reason why I stay in Singapore definitely isn't the reason is because I see a potential on my career on my skill set to as the most in this market I think I definitely can provide my value working in, in a company in Beijing Um, I don't know when you talk about amazing job opportunities. I don't know if it's a girl thing, but it it, it usually also involves personal life. I cannot look at them. Separately. What do you mean by amazing job opportunity? Does it mean that it pays the most? Because even you will have the chance to become the CEO of the company, and you will make it to I don't know the list or whatever yeah. in the future. You will become ex Jack Ma or something.、Um, I wouldn't believe in something leading me there based on what others tell me. Right? It has to be that I believe I can use so many opportunities to get to. Whatever place that I believe I can get to, so I can't see that happening. <laughs> I think you're still a very rational person, still、Maybe. very yeah, yeah, collecting all the facts, and then you will make a decision. You are not an intuitive person. Maybe that's one of the、yeah. what right now I guess would make you consider leaving Singapore or stay. What would play out? In that decision, really about like work opportunities. I think、um, for me, I think priority is, of course, there's always、um, and、uh, jobs, and of course, relationships. Those are the most important three factors.、Um, there's always a way to keep in touch, and always a way to stay connected. I think for relationship, it's just at this moment everything is very. Uh, obscure. There's nothing really substantial、mm -hmm. going on. So I think for me, it's really work is the most important decision factor at this moment.、Um, it really depends on the opportunities. But also, I was thinking the other day if there's a nice job opportunity, would I be willing to leave Singapore? I don't know. I think it's like you said, it's a hard decision to make. There really has to be super super appealing, and that is is a great opportunity. Otherwise, I think I would stay in Singapore. I think that's quite different from me about five years ago before I moved to Singapore. Because at that time, I was just like someone offered me this role in Singapore, telling me, "Oh, there's an opening there. Would you like to try out this role?" And I didn't even think much. I was like, "Yeah, sure. Let why not? Let me just take it." But now, five years later. If someone give me the same kind of like offer, I would be very hesitant, and I would 
inclined to not make the move. That's yeah. just how I feel. You know, this reminds me of something that one of my girlfriends who is uh, super under and she she ha- she actually has a podcast of, I think, definitely more than a thousand followers. Um, she told him that us kind of people, people were able to brainwash ourselves. So, so mm-hmm. we're very optimistic people. So let's say if I decided to move to Shanghai to Beijing from Beijing four years ago instead of Singapore for some opportunities that I saw um, that to myself, I would have convinced myself that it's, it was the best decision ever and Shanghai was exactly where I needed to be, uh, et cetera, right? But, but then instead I'm saying that about Singapore and I truly feel that way. But I think we're just optimistic in that way that we're content about whatever that's going on and we're content about our lives so we're able to convince ourselves that this is the right decision <laughs> so the gut feeling driven decision making and once we trusted followed our gut feeling then we will use our brain basically to justify all the decisions that yeah. we made so that we don't regret in the it, future it also reminds <laughs> me my friend also in who works at her she told me one of the hiring criteria, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what I heard, that Uber likes to hire people who, it, it sounds very vague, but people who consider themselves lucky. It's just like people who are optimistic and grateful for, for whatever they're given with and are hopeful for the future so that they will keep innovating and keep, you know, mages. So I, I, it makes sense to me. Reading any books or movies to recommend? There's this Israeli Netflix show that I'm watching. Oh, it's called Founder. It? So it's kind of interesting. I'm only on like the first season at this moment. It talks about like the basically conflicts between the two, I guess, countries. And yeah, so it's it's quite uh it's quite interesting. But Still, like it's a little bit of violent, mm. and it's the use of language sometimes. And I just feel now because of the whole lockdown, I just want to watch something that I don't need to use my brain and don't get intense. So yeah, that sounds like it. something you really need to use your brain at. <laughs> what about you? What have um, you been reading? I am currently reading No Filter, the book talk about Instagram, which I think I just I told you before. And our friend Wayne told me, uh, g- gave me a recommendation on a Chinese book, uh, The Fiction. Mm-hmm. I haven't read a fiction book for so long. I think that's another mindset change. Like I was just always reading on uh, tech companies or um, uh, sometimes psychology books I also like. But but these kind of books, I, I think you read it with a with a certain goal in your mind that you want this book to help you with a certain thing versus uh, when you're reading a fiction, um, there's no exact personal goal while reading it. You're truly just trying to enjoy the reading experience. And I haven't done that for so exactly. long. I haven't read any fiction for years. I can't, re- I can't remember the last time I read a fiction. So um, I'm just trying to, you know, get lost with time while reading a fiction book. I think it's, it's quite enjoyable for me right now. 
always have this use this uh, analogy for book reading. I feel sometimes we are like the bodybuilder. We are very like careful in what we eat. Like we only eat, for example, the protein, the main course, but like avoid try to uh, the desserts purposely. So like all the books then to talk about those give you like learnings. Those you learn something from it. You have to use your brain. The main well for some of other like fictions, novels, or more like dessert. All when you read it is purely for enjoyable purposes. And I just from to time, from time to time. Of course, you can't always have dessert. Um, so nice, you know, yeah. enjoy your dessert. It's why not? I mean, I let thing. myself watch brainless or brainless shows just to relax all the time. And for books as well, you don't always have to have a purpose、um, on reading a book. <laughs> But show I, I'm watching, I literally just discovered this yesterday. It's called Never Have I Ever. Um, Indian family in the U.S.、Um, is like a like a comedy show. <laughs> Relax. Um, any goals for the? We still have at least four weeks to go before anything happens in Singapore,、um, because now it's June first, and today is May first. So, find that you want to achieve during these four weeks, or what do you plan to do? Just Cooking, so you're getting so good. A lot、I、of your Instagram story, and a lot just to burn all the calories. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I made a wish list. I write down like ten or like eleven things that I want、yeah. to try cooking. So, for example, later today I might try to make some chicken biryani,、Ooh. like the Indian yeah fish biryani, and then. And chicken too, but chicken biryani I find sometimes are too dry. I like a juicy chicken. I realized that to make a good chicken biryani, you have to marinate the chicken with yogurt. So I marinated、uh, chicken this morning. I put it in the fridge. So、um, I'm purposely putting a lot of yogurt because I'm like you. I like it to be like tender, like yeah, it to be、too. juicy. Oh, it's still n- non-flavored Greek yogurt. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna try Japanese cooking,、yeah. so I bought all the things so that I can make a chicken、yeah. katsu. Delicious、um, in improving my cooking skills. What about you? I also want to.、Um, uh, keeps telling me that I need dates. Whatever like Chinese philosophy she has behind this, but、um, I actually did buy a lot of dates yesterday, like Hongdao. So some、mm-hmm. snack on, some to、mm-hmm. cook with. So I'm trying to also be creative and just make cooking more fun for myself.、Uh, a lot of tea. I bought a lot of different types of tea, and I think I'm looking up teapots on, and that's like my new interest is to make good tea because <laughs> I find drinking tea very enjoyable. What kind of tea do you like、one. the most? Green tea—that's my all-time favorite. But、uh, like fruit、yeah. tea, mint tea, and, yeah, those are good. And in the evening, there's some herbal、exactly. tea, like a, a to yeah, sleep well. Yeah, I'm trying、well. to, you know, get make some herbals with flowers, even and、uh, that's <laughs> that's cool. 
That's the your day. I think I'm gonna go take out my marinated chicken and finish the biryani. Yeah, I'm gonna send you a photo too. after this. Yeah, we're ready to go on keep. <laughs> Happy nice lockdown. Enjoy.